Welcome to the Open Mind Podcast, where we explore diverse perspectives and stories to promote inclusivity and well-being. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with Sarah, a passionate advocate for community empowerment and the positive impact of time banking in the UK. Sarah, as the representative of Time Banking UK, brings a wealth of knowledge and experience in fostering collaborative communities through the exchange of time and skills. We are excited to delve into the transformative power of time banking and its role in promoting social inclusion and well-being across various communities. Join us as we uncover the inspiring initiatives and stories behind Time Banking UK and gain valuable insights into the profound impact it has on individuals and communities alike. So without further ado, let's welcome Sarah to the Open Mind Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Open Mind Podcast. My name is Serena and the name we are Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. So, tell us about time banking and what time banking right. is. Right, okay. Well, look, let me start, first of all, thanking you for inviting me to do this this podcast. It's really exciting. And that a little bit about Time Banking UK. So we're an organisation, a small organisation with a national reach. And what we do is provide everything that a community or an organisation might need to set a time bank up in, in a local community. So when we talk about time banks, these are organisations that are on a very, very local level um, and they connect people using time as a currency, not money. Everyone's hour is equal and it's the way of encouraging people to help one another in communities. I think, let me give you an example. So if somebody in my street I knew lived alone and I went to visit them for two hours with a cup of tea and coffee and a chat, I would earn myself two time banking hours. And with those two time banking hours, um, I could spend them at the time bank learning something new from someone else or getting some help in my home or my garden. So help. John and John helps me, but I help John. I earn some hours and then I can swap them with anyone else that's around in that time banking network. So that's in the basic form of how it works. Right. Let me ask you some questions. So, as in real time, something is important and especially, how does the so I'm just a little bit confused here. So real time commemorates its 40th anniversary. I'm not sure what oh, that I, is. I, I think I sent you the wrong question. I think I got in the wrong question. Yeah, because I think ours, oh. I mean, we've started, we started in 2002 mm. and we were 21 years old a couple of years ago, which we celebrated. But at the moment, yeah, I think that might have been a different yeah. question. Yeah, here we go. Tell me, I wasn't in the one. <laughs> I have so many, I'm not one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. Yeah. So, here we go. I have got him now. 
Oh, I'm right. Hey, yeah. Like, how we, how, hey, I make me, like, even the other one, how, how, hey, I make me, and doing it many. So, I mean, first of all, I'm going to say here that time banking as a concept is totally all inclusive. There is no one that is excluded from doing this in their local communities. So I would say that we've worked with other organisations, which I can explain more about in a moment. But I would say the local time banks are the ones, the coordinators of those local time banks are the ones that would reach out or would join a person who has got disabilities to their time bank and then work out what are the best activities that that person can do so that they get most benefit from swapping time with another person. So having somebody with disabilities, so that's physical, mental disabilities, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that the time bank involves you in activities that you find enjoyable, rewarding, and that you can feel valued because you, the person with disabilities, can help other people and earn those time banking hours. So it is about this giving and receiving. It's not about people with disabilities just asking for help um, and to become involved. What we're doing is we're turning the tables around and we're showing people that whether you've got short-term disability, long-term, it doesn't matter. You are of value. And there is something that you know and can do to help other people in your community. So it's not like volunteering. It's not saying to somebody, you've got to give certain number of hours a week. It's saying, let's let's see what you find enjoyable. And when you feel like you want to do that and share that with somebody else, you can very much dip in and out. In what way does I imagine you think about and how are they in so one of the ways that we actually do this is when you sit down with any person, we've got quite a, a nice little questionnaire, cartoon questionnaire, which lists dozens of ways in which people can give and receive time. So what we would do is say to that person, no matter what their ability or disability, it's about, about you and what you would like to do. So it, if that person is mobile, they might want to go and visit somebody that lives alone. If that person feels very worried and anxious about going out, it could be that they accompany another person and you go out together. It's talking to individuals about things that they that they know and they can do. So where have you lived in your life? Can you play a musical instrument? Do you like to read? Could you help somebody else do some reading and writing that might not be so good? So all of these different things that people sometimes feel like, well, yes, I can do that, but does somebody else really want to help, ask me to help them? And the answer is yes. That if you can list all of those things that you can do and you enjoy doing, there's going to be somebody else in the community that would swap some time with you. What methods are in the play to ensure that I'm and you and 
name or a festival and yeah so i think there's a couple of things here i think what we do in terms of online website platform we ensure that it's access as as accessible as it can be so we've had people with disabilities sight impairments what have you having a look at that feeding back to us and we've made the positive changes so that we're we try to be as inclusive as possible and then the second thing is our actual tanks are based in local communities so it would be down to the coordinator of each of those time banks that if somebody was in a wheelchair or needed some kind of access that they would ensure that that person could access the the the, the activity the building wherever that might be happening to suit that person's needs so when when a person joins a time bank, there are certain questions that are asked so that those matches can be made in the best possible way. So if there is a mobility issue, um, if somebody feels uncomfortable in certain situations, it could be anything. It could even be, you know, you might be allergic to a cat. So you don't want to go into somebody's home where there's going to be a cat there. So that would all be down to the coordinator and the broker, making sure that that person has the best experience that they can. How does the time bank the UK assess the specific need and power of specific students with disabilities when matching them with people at home again opportunity when you're diminishing? So I think it I kind of uh, it's kind of the same answer to the question before, really. It's actually this is time banking is about people it's completely person-centered so when the individual is sat down with the broker or is browsing the platform it's you as much information is gathered as possible so that they are matched with another person or a group which is going to suit that person and that's the, one of the most important things I think about time banking it's not just a case of letting people connect with another person that they might not be happy about there needs to be somebody there that's helping that time exchange actually happen within the community and it's not just it's not just making that match and enabling that to happen I think a really important part of this is actually going back to the person with a disability to say how did you get on is there anything that could have been done to be changed or made made your experience better so that you're gathering feedback and you're kind of evaluating all the activities on a constant basis. Right. What special story or testament or help me say regarding the positive impact of time banking UK on the life of I think, you know, we have got so, so many stories and case studies of the positive impact that time banking has had on the lives of not just people that are disabled, but anyone out there, especially people that feel they're quite lonely and isolated. You know, to have somebody come and visit for a couple of hours, you can't say that the, the hours are worth anything because in a way they're priceless. Because when you feel less lonely and you feel more connected with people in your community, you feel happier, you feel healthier. And I think, let me have a think of a, a couple of examples of individuals. So we have been working with Disability Rights UK, um, who have encouraged us to help people with disabilities 
improve their health and well-being by moving more. Um, and we had set up a small group of people that were going on short walks together. And it was quite interesting because suddenly it wasn't sure, it wasn't clear who was giving the time and who was receiving the time because this was a group of like-minded people who all came together in a social activity and they thoroughly enjoyed it. They said, actually, I, I don't know if I am the giver of the time or I'm the receiver of time, but we are all benefiting from actually going out and interacting socially together. Um, and also on this, I think what's also um, important is this word vulnerable. So we have a London Time Bank network it's a virtual network with people with sight impairments can get involved and connect with one another, helping with IT, podcasting. We've got a gentleman that does the same as yourself. And there's people there that run their own businesses and they do not see themselves as vulnerable. So I think that's just maybe something we just need to be careful of. It's just because someone has got a disability doesn't mean they're vulnerable. They're very capable people. We have got a document of stories and case studies that I'd be more than happy to email and share of the positive impact yeah. that time banking has had on a range of people. So that's that's I'd be more than happy with that. Yeah. I know how how the time banking organizations and support network who Estee and Hannah offering to meet the diversity of the disability. And I just mentioned Disability Rights UK. That's opened up a whole world of opportunities. And also connected with them is Sport England. And we had a long programme that went on with the Alzheimer's Society, Sport England and a national... And provider of leisure services, so sports centres. And what we wanted to do, we, we wanted people with disabilities to, to feel more confident at accessing the leisure centres. So what we did was we organised for buddies to take on a company, people with disabilities, along to the leisure centre and earn their time banking hour or two. And then later on, they could go back to the leisure centre with the, their couple of hours and go to a, a, a class, go swimming, use the gym. And that was a great success. So I think the more organisations we can work with to reach out and, and use time banking as a mechanism to increase the self-esteem and confidence of people, then the better. I'm very, very much in favour of collaborative working. What resource and support yeah, so I think what we try to do is we try to provide a range of resources. So, as I said, some people might be quite comfortable with IT and using an app or, or the, our time banking platform to post offers and requests, a little bit like kind of Facebook with their own profile. And other people might not like to do that at all. So they might like to actually phone the time bank coordinator and talk to them about what they need and what their wants are um, and what they'd like to do. 
because as as your question quite rightly says it's effective participation it's no good just going out there and being part of this if it isn't going to actually make a difference i think that's really really important so there's the face-to-face -face interaction there's the online interaction and then we couple that with you know whether it's newsletters and flip drop and our local time banks will have places that you can pop in so it could be in a local library when wednesday afternoon someone from the time bank will be there so that um those people that want to see, see somebody face to face can do so and those little pop-up kind of um, information hubs can be right the way across the community they can be in doctor's surgery they could be at the local job center in a, in the library as i've said it could be a shop it could be the dentist so wherever people are and are waiting then that's where these information pop-ups can can happen but it's vitally important that everybody's individual needs are taken into consideration when they're being matched, if you like, with another person or a group. In what way does the time banking UK aim to raise awareness about the annual thinking and if you wait this community, which is a full community, and how does it well, I would say we try to do this in a number of ways. So we do have this national network. We do have the national network. And what we try to do with those stories and with those case studies is publicise that widely. And we also want to be kind of more formally, if you like, measuring the impact that time banking has on everyone that's involved, including people with disabilities. So by asking them the questions, you've taken part in time banking. How do you feel now? Has it made a difference to you? Do you, um, do you feel more connected with people? Have you made new friendships? And we want to publish these kind of statistics and figures far and wide. And in fact, on our training program, um, which we do, we have several training programs a month. We've got one coming up specifically around engaging people with disabilities. And this is all centred around the abilities and the knowledge and the value that people who have got disabilities have and how valuable they can be in the community when they connect with other people. So we're hoping that lots of our time banks, when they might maybe not have people with disabilities that are part of their time. How can they, we want to tell them, how can you reach out and involve people and make it open, make it accessible, make it easy for them to join? Um, so we try to do as much as we can to promote the, the power and the positivity around involving people with disabilities. Right, and now is your time if you want anything about your social media or if you have any events coming up, now is your time to say, oh, this is what we do, now is your time. So, so I think I got that. What we would be more than happy to do is to share resources that we have got. So if you have any listeners... Um, that want to ask further questions from us about how we're working, then I'm please do put them in touch. Um, we'd be more than happy. So um, if you need a contact email, for example, 
it would be info at timebanking.org. And if anybody did want to phone us, the number is 01453 We don't have a physical base. We are remote working as a staff team, but we are certainly there to communicate with you and share our many, many resources. Yeah, and I hope you found it interesting. And if anyone out there would like to start their own time bank or get involved, come to us ask us for the resources, ask us how to get started, and we'll help you. So my question to you is, do you have any e-healing format? Yes, yes, yeah. we do. So our leaflets and, you know, the pop-up stands that you have, yeah, um, yeah. It's and things. Yeah. So we've had that designed now, so that's easy read in a very accessible format. And, oh, and I should have mentioned before, we've also got our leaflets in Braille. So we've got those as well. So we, as I say, we try to make this as accessible as possible. Yes, but we do have those easy read leaflets. And again, if anybody would like some of those, please do ask us and we can get those over. Email, we can we can send by post or we can email them. Mm, right, yeah. So, yeah, I think that is all. I think, Sarah, thank you very much for joining us and we hope yeah. to hear you soon. Okay, lovely. Thanks yeah. for getting in touch and giving me the opportunity. Bye oh. for now.